0: Broadcasting live from downtown Nanaimo. This is 1017 CHLY.
1: Dobry den, Mayesh. I'm Pavlina, host of Nash Ukrainian Roots Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for a bilingual hour of Ukrainian music, folklore, and factoids for the culturally curious. And at 12 noon, join Oksana for Nash Ukrainian Hour here on CHLY 101.7 FM. From Montreal that was a group called Privit which means welcome in Ukrainian and that song was from their second CD and it is called Nibezori Spolonochi Northern Stars Dobrý den, šanovni radiju sluhači, vitaju vas vših na radiopiradaču Naš Holes, rádio ukrinskog korinja, jaka podjeca vam sjehodnji, tak jak i kožnji serede z 11. do 13. hodine na hvili CHLY 101.7 FM u misli na najmo. Pre je Pavlina, a stůpnu hodenu bude zvame Oksana. Dijakuju, što riješile prebute z nami nastupnih dvoch hodin. Mi mamo duže cikave programi i čudovu ukrinsku muziku. Hello there, and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live from CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm Paulette Demchuk-McCory, Pokerinskaya Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour, and Oksana will be along at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. I'm delighted to have you with us. We've got a great program lined up for you in this hour. We'll have a recipe very apropos for these hot summer days that um, are upon us finally. As well, we'll have a book review and um, some summer suggested summer reading on Ukrainian Jewish heritage. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music as promised. And we started out with a group from Montreal. We're going to move it now to Winnipeg. And this is a group called High Profile. Here they are with um, a little bit of a cross-cultural um, effect to a traditional Ukrainian folk song. Here they are with a samba version of Oitaduna. Next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian food flair.
2: Hello. Chilled soups are always great in the summer. Ukrainians love borscht, both hot or cold, and there are certainly many Ukrainian delicious recipes for both. The one I have for cold borscht with sour cream is very easy to make and a very popular favorite in Ukraine, as I found when I visited there a few years ago. The fresh dill, green onion, and cucumber make this soup really refreshing. This recipe will serve four. You'll need the following. Three beets cooked, one cucumber peeled, one cup 10% cream, three hard-cooked eggs chopped, one tablespoon green onion, finely chopped, 2 tablespoons fresh dill, finely chopped, and one and a half cups of sour cream. Salt and pepper to taste. All you have to do is grate the beets and cucumber. Then add the cream, eggs, green onion, dill, and the sour cream and mix and season to taste. Chill very well. Serve cold in chilled soup bowls, jewel-studded if you have them, with an extra dollop of sour cream. Seat yourself and begin an evening of feasting, nobility style. Yes, in Ukrainian tradition, dinner, especially in the homes of the well-to-do, although also in peasant homes, always began with soup, often three. One cold and two hot. This has been common all over Central and Eastern Europe for centuries. So until next time, treat yourself with the soup that's fit for kings and queens. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from
1: the Holos Audio Archives.
3: Чуєш серця зов, як заграє раптом кров, не не лякайся, любов, любов, земна, чарівна, ти не в силі, ти
4: з Хвабин так забійця серця, не поможет тоді Ничего нічим ніхто тобі, я та тебе, любов завіта, не поможе тоді, вже нічим, я та тебе, любов завіта.
1: You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host Pavlina. That song you just heard was by a group from Ukraine called Kiev Orchestrio. And that was a song, it was actually a Ukrainian song, composed by Bohdan Veselovsky. And a little bit of the musical arrangement, I think, borrowed a little bit from other um, other genres. And that song was called Tez Lubovi Sobi Nezjartuy, and that translates roughly as Don't Joke About Love. Our next song is also by a group from Ukraine, and they do some pretty interesting uh, cross-genre, cross-cultural stuff as well. They are called Troya Zelia. They're an offshoot of the Cherry Band, and uh, they're... They build themselves kind of as an experimental musical group, and I had the really good fortune of meeting them when I was in Ukraine back in 2014. And uh, we've had them on the show a couple of times, hopefully, we will again soon. But meanwhile, they just released a new song, or uh, a new sorry, they've um, just put out a new release. This is not a new song, it is um, a traditional Ukrainian folk song called Nietzsche Yakamisichna which means a moonlit night, and it was uh, written uh, about a century ago by two pillars of Ukrainian culture, Mikhail Storitsky and Mykola Lysenko, and that, of course, is the well-known Ukrainian uh, composer of such songs as um, the uh, Shtetrik, which is now Carol of the Bells around the world. The lyrics of this song were uh, are waxing eloquent about a beautiful Ukrainian night, a popular tree, a river, and the silhouette of a loving couple. couple. But uh, Zelia just can't stop experimenting. They took that oh, traditional mellow uh, tune and story, and they have incorporated cosmic sounds courtesy none other than the NASA Space Agency. So they've created their own cosmic romance uh, with that interesting combination. So let's listen now to Troyesilia's latest release, J Nich Yaka Corner book reviews by Myra Junic,
5: Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Pam Clark's novel Kalina. In her novel Kalina, Pam Clark takes readers on an epic journey from a village in Ukraine to Hamburg, across the Atlantic and then onward to the dusty and unforgiving farmlands of western Canada. The novel is based on the experiences of her grandmother, Olga, who was born in Edna Stara, Alberta. Despite the fact that Olga never traveled across the ocean, her strength and courage inspired the character of Katya, the mother in Kalina. Katya and her husband, Vasil, traveled across the Atlantic, to start a new life in the Canadian West. They hoped to escape the political chaos of Ukraine. Their country had been at war for Katya's entire life. Borders capitulated with each invasion, Poland, then Romania, then Russia. Countries invaded and Halicina fought back and her people died. At first, life is very hard, clearing the land, building a sod house, and setting up a garden. Eventually, they build a wooden house for their growing family, Pavla, Olek, and later Kalina. They also build a community with other Ukrainian families. However, during World War I, everything changes. The War Measures Act declared Ukrainians to be enemy aliens because they had Austro-Hungarian passports and Canada was fighting their homeland. At first, settlers had to register, but eventually Vassil is taken away to an internment camp. Life was difficult for the internees and for their wives back home. Dr. Smith tried to help Katya, but his help came at a terrible price. Would life ever be the same after Vasil returned from the internment camp? The novel spans a 70-year period. It is divided into four sections. Water, traveling to Canada. Earth, building a homestead and a community on the prairies. Fire, Vase's internment. And Air, Kalina's story. Themes of love, forgiveness, injustice, and belonging are woven throughout this novel, which seeks to share the little-known history of Ukrainian-Canadian internment in Banff National Park during World War I. The description of life in the internment camp is graphic and often brutal. Men were forced to work in horrific conditions. Some prisoners died trying to escape these conditions. It is left to Kalina, who wants to be a lawyer, to right the wrongs of the Ukrainian internment. Perhaps the most powerful aspect of this novel is its examination of the dynamics of mass immigration to Canada in the early 20th century. Immigrants were often met with fear and suspicion, which led to the unjust internment of so many Ukrainians. Pam Clark's first novel, Kalina, shows her potential as a writer. Readers will be delighted with her realistic character's and vivid descriptions of the everyday life of settlers on the prairies. The author has a very good sense of voice and character. However, the character of Kalina does not appear until very late in the novel. This aspect of the narratives can be confusing for readers. Pam Clark is a teacher of junior high English and social studies who grew up in Edmonton, Alberta. Clark now lives in Calgary with her family. She knew nothing about the internment of Ukrainian-Canadians until 2000, when she heard about it on the radio. After lengthy lobbying by the Ukrainian-Canadian community, Prime Minister Harper apologized for the internment in 2008 and set up a $10 million fund for projects to commemorate the internment. Pam Clark's Kalina is a tribute to her Ukrainian-Canadian heritage and Prairie Home. It was published by a new Alberta publisher, Stonehouse Publishing, as one of its first five novels. Kalina explores many important themes, including immigration, prejudice, family relationships, sexual violence, social justice, perseverance, and forgiveness. Readers should definitely look forward to new works by Pam Clark. Kalina is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra.
1: Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
6: Che you chula te. Istiva je je stanu, Štine skureallyh. išao ja po meže te dne. Istiva je je ne skuKit castle. Che chula, 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 štine skuoshop16. Що я тепер поза і спиром пирог? you, 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 that you, 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 Chula 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 is there a to change, shortness of the road. Let you 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 let Choo-choo-la, choo-choo-la, Children,
1: yeah. and more Winnipeg talent for you there. That was a group called Colena and a song from their CD Seam, which is seven, which means seven, that's their seventh CD, and that song was Sedum Pirahea, a song about cottage cheese pierogies and a young man's passion for them. And uh, the word kalena it translates as uh, highbush cranberry or gilder rose, and that is uh, quite... Um, uh, symbolic in Ukrainian uh, cultural tradition it's kind of almost like the national national tree and has a lot of symbolism to it uh, family unity being one of them and um, but others and here is a group now from Ukraine called Mandada with a song about kalena.
7: Складала, складала, Щубарики чопчики складала, 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 Щубарики чопчики складала, ста і на тайна виморгала, та і на моргала, 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 Щубарики чопчики моргала, 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 Щубарики чопчики моргала. ого Kalina, Kalina
1: this is Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you live on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. This is Pavlina, producer and host of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. What is summer without reading? I can imagine no greater pleasure than sitting down with a good book or two on a lazy summer afternoon at the beach or by the pool, on a shady deck, or sprawled out on a lush green lawn. Here on Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we've been fortunate to learn of and review many excellent books on topics involving Jews, Ukrainians, and their interactions over the years. These interactions have not always been amicable, and it's a testament to the authors for broaching controversial topics and examining them with sensitivity, empathy, and a sense of fairness. These books cover a myriad of topics over a broad time frame. Most are available at public libraries, from booksellers, or both. So I've compiled a two-part list of 14 books for your summer reading pleasure. Here is part one. Stories of Khmelnytsky features provocative essays by distinguished scholars from throughout North America, Europe, and Israel. It takes an honest look at one of the most contentious historical figures plaguing Ukrainian-Jewish dialogue. This book carefully addresses, without attempting to resolve, the fundamental questions Khmelnytsky's image provokes. Whether viewed as a hero or a villain, this 17th century historical figure bolstered national solidarity among Ukrainians and other nations. Surprisingly, he actually inspired some early Jewish radical Zionists and served as a model for Jewish pioneers building a new homeland in early 20th century Palestine. One essay notes that this volume on Chmielnitsky drives home the fact that history itself is made up not so much of facts as of stories. Cultural Dimensions is another collection of essays. These explore how cultural interaction between Jews and Ukrainians unfolded over centuries through diverse and daily encounters, and how that interaction had a profound impact on both communities. The collection of essays in this volume opens doors for new research that can help create a joint narrative for Jews and Ukrainians. The richly illustrated book appears within the series Jews and Slavs, published by the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. A Prayer for the Government, Ukrainians and Jews in Revolutionary Times, 1917-1920, to 1920, explores an ill-fated attempt at rapprochement between Ukrainians and Jews a century ago. The author, Dr. Henry Abramson, calls it a bright chapter in the long history of the Jewish people, one in which Jews were emancipated into a free state, with privileges as a minority that exceeded even those in Western Europe and America. However, by the spring of 1919, Ukraine was submerged by a wave of violence that turned into one of the darkest chapters of Jewish history, only overshadowed later by the Holocaust. Abramson's meticulous account traces how the attempt by both Jews and Ukrainians to achieve a working political relationship was betrayed by less enlightened attitudes among the general population, as well as by the political and social instability of the time. In their book, Jews and Ukrainians, A Millennium of Coexistence, two distinguished academics, Paul Robert Magotchi and Ioannin petrovsky Stern produce a parallel narrative of two peoples that ultimately provided a single story. Twelve thematic chapters in the book outline the rich history of Jews and Ukrainians. They at first cover geography, history, economic life, traditional culture, and religion and language. They continue with literature, the arts, music, the diaspora, and contemporary Ukraine. With over 300 full color illustrations, over two dozen maps, plus several text inserts, the book is extremely reader friendly. Jews and Ukrainians, a millennium of coexistence, won a special recognition award at the Lviv Book Forum in 2016. The Great Departure, Mass Migration from Eastern Europe, and the Making of the Free World explores the devastating human toll of migration. Author Tara Zara examines one of the largest migrations of human history, 50 million Europeans who moved to the Americas between 1846 and 1910. These include Ukrainians, Poles, and Jews of Galicia. The western Ukrainian city of Brody, then on the frontier of the Russian and Austrian empires, became the gateway to a new life in the New World albeit not without all manner of exploitation en route, not least of all human trafficking. The policies that shaped this great migration set a template for future tragic events in the 20th century. The resulting bureaucratic paper walls doomed Europe's Jewish population from escaping the Holocaust, the closing of the Iron Curtain, and ethnic cleansing. The author places the current refugee crisis within the longer history of migration. A remarkable children's book, and a book that will delight not only children, created a stir at the 2015 Lviv Book Forum. Sheptitsky, from A to Z, offers a delightful yet thoughtful account of a renowned figure's life through the letters of the alphabet. Andriy Sheptitsky became Metropolitan Archbishop of Lviv and head of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church in the early to mid-20th centuries. During World War II, he risked his life and those of his clergy hiding Jews in his palace and throughout Ukrainian Catholic monasteries in Galicia. Sheptitsky's achievements as a scholar, philanthropist, patron of the arts, and leading public figure in Ukrainian society are also covered in this charming and engaging book. On the theme, sort of, of alphabet and languages is an astonishing discovery in the world of dictionaries, Dr. Dmitro Tishchenko is the son of a Jewish mother and a Ukrainian father from Donbass, and he's the creator of a massive and highly acclaimed Yiddish-Ukrainian dictionary. After discovering his Yiddish roots in 1988, Tishchenko devoted his life to learning the language of his ancestors and making it accessible to others, especially to a younger generation that has embraced the study of Yiddish. Now living in Frankfurt, Tishchenko is developing an online version of his dictionary, which will make it more affordable and accessible. The books on this list, both parts, were reviewed on Hollis by Peter Baker. Part 2 of this list will air next week. I hope you'll consider adding them to your summer reading list. You can find a transcript of this list on the Hollis blog. If you'd like to read or listen to the original full reviews by Peter, you can find them at our website, www.nashholos.com, as well as at UkrainianJewishEncounter.org. So, until next time, Shalom, and happy summer reading. A traditional Ukrainian folk song called "Jole," which translates as bees. And, of course, as usual, um, songs with titles that relate or refer to nature in Ukrainian uh, folk traditions seldom are, <laughs> only about nature. And that, of course, was uh, ah, sort of a love song or a song about uh, the trials and tribulations of young love. And it was performed by a group from Edmonton called the Euphoria Band. And they're fairly new on the scene, and they have just come out with a CD. And that song is from this CD, Hot Off The Presses. And we'll be bringing you more in, uh, on future shows, as well as hopefully i will be catching up with uh, one of the members today. And uh, we'll bring you that interview later on, uh, perhaps in the next week or two. Again, that was the Euphoria Band and Bjoele, or Bees. Now, one thing about traditional Ukrainian culture is, of course, polkas. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it certainly is ours here on Nasholas. And uh, so if you have any questions about polkas, um, you can check with Hai from Winnipeg. <laughs>
0: Let's ask the polka band, just play one polka and we'll help by singing right along. We'll kinda glide around, both feet won't touch the ground. We'll hear our favorite polka song. If you will dance with me, our hearts will surely be in harmony forevermore. It feels like heaven dear, heaven oh so near. Dancing the polkas we adore. This is our last go-round I'm glad we finally found This moment we've been waiting for If we should meet by chance At some other polka dance We'll share this magic as before finally found this moment we've been waiting for if we should meet by chance at some other polka desk we'll share this magic as before Ask the polka band, just play one polka and we'll help by singing right along. We'll kinda glide around, both feet won't touch the ground, we'll hear our favorite polka song. If you will dance with me, our hearts will surely be in harmony forevermore. It feels like heaven dear, heaven almost so near, dancing the polkas we adore. Since our last go-round I'm glad we finally found This moment we've been waiting for If we should meet by chance At some other polka dance We'll share this magic as before
1: is Jaden Chornaboy from Steinbeck, Manitoba, from his CD in Tradition, and that was the Lantern Polka. Now, um, coming up next is another group from that area. This is the female band. They are from Winnipeg, or the female beat, rather, from Winnipeg. And uh, here they are with uh, a, s- a dance that is kind of a super, um, like, we can call it pe- polka on steroids. It's a colomaca. And here's a female beat now with hot colomaca. denu bya z vame Pavina. Nahadaju ves suchejte rádio programu naš Hollosradju našeho Korinja. Zalešajte si je z name denu. Dali periodju mikrofonu Oani. Zaprošiju poslukkazizi troje pro historiju i trecc jej rozpovisto i bil ššiďovu v kinsku muzyku. Ale pri tem je ochoć zališdavati kieslovame muroste. Sam sebe nedurea, ale šťos do holové berea. And our proverb of the week translates as ceasing to fool oneself is the first step along the road to wisdom. And with that, we've come to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio, here on CHLY 101.7. FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon, and until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Nasholus Facebook page and Twitter. And make sure to visit the Nasholus website for podcast links, audio archives, transcripts, and more, and that is www.noshholas.com. So stay tuned next for the nostalgic Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by Wellness Wednesday, and learn how to be healthy naturally. And at 2 p.m., join Gord Bibby for two hours of Great Oldies on Groovin' with Bibby G. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. do chi.